Welcome to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. I am Andrew Hillary. Joining me once again, my co-host Maria Guido. How you doing, Maria? What's up? Just you know, chilling, <laughs> looking at the discourse, and you know, <laughs> just just I'm living. What's up with you? Uh, not not anything at all. We got a really <laughs> uh, good guest we, today. We have a a huge guest. You may know him from Pod Damn America. You may know him from Why You Mad. You may know him from your job at Homeland Security. Oh. It's Jake Flores. How's it going, Jake? Uh, good. I'm having a fantastic <laughs> afternoon, morning. Um, good. Good. How are you? Um, we're doing great. You know, Pittsburgh, uh, COVID's not real here, so we're just going to bars and like kissing strangers on the mouth. I'm not. It's been a really, <laughs> really dry couple of months, man, because of COVID. I'm not trying to. <laughs> yeah, I started dry January and March. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Um. Yeah, Pittsburgh, you know, you got to get fucking drunk. Pittsburgh has my favorite bars in the entire country because they're really dark and dirty and, like, working class. They're all called, like, take a break and shit. That's but, a good like, bar. Yeah, have a nice day, cafe or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can't imagine doing the thing where you, like, sit on the sidewalk in one of those places because the whole point is to be in, like dark shithole you know my favorite bar we now have an outdoor dungeon <laughs> yeah yeah my favorite bar ever and i'll take you there jake next time you come to pittsburgh garvey's it's on mission garvey's street is dope. garvey's is the shit <laughs> you can go in there you can smoke cigarettes i've smoked weed in there before i know people that have you know they have a uh, duck pin bowling yeah they have duck pin bowling um and we've gotten kicked out before well our last guest <laughs> last week got kicked out because he played sexy back by justin timberlake four times in a row and the yinzers <laughs> were not fucking having it great bar though my favorite yeah Garbies. that's fucking hilarious that sounds like a like worse gumby like a <laughs> more fun gumby yeah it is dude I mean, duck pin bowling is... Garvey is the Gumby that's made out of silly putty, so every time he, like, sits down on a newspaper, he just gets headlines written all over his body. Yeah, he's all gross and shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> like Garvey's. Little Love hairs it. sticking out of him and shit. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, this is a podcast about, you know, all the different ways in which the world is currently burning down around us. And, you know, there's there's been a lot of a lot of awful things that have gone down in the in the most recent week, making this, of course, the worst week yet. Uh, but I want to start with with one of the, you know, the most heartbreaking things, uh, just honestly, the worst news I've gotten all week. And that is the fact that uh, due to covid Production has shut down on Young Sheldon. No. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was still on the air. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to call my therapist. <laughs> Apparently, somebody tested positive. I, I couldn't find out who it was that tested positive, but I hope that it was not Young Sheldon himself because, uh, you know, the irony of Young Sheldon not making it to old age is just too much. I can't handle it. What is that also show? Oh, sorry, go ahead. He's just supposed to be so smart. <laughs> no. Young Sheldon believes in science. What is it based on? What is Young Sheldon based on? It's a prequel to the Big Bang Theory? Oh, didn't I watch think. it. <laughs> Don't care. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my favorite thing in the world is um, people always talk about how, like, I don't know anybody who does this. Like, uh, I don't know anybody who supports Medicare for all, or, you know, just like whatever. And it's like, I don't know anybody who watches The Big Bang Theory, but it gets like 26 million viewers a week. Like, you just don't know enough people. That and everybody <laughs> loves Raymond. All right. First of all. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Am I being canceled? Yes. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know people that watch The Big Bang Theory. I mean, I've heard it's a good show, but I also am very, like, stuck in my you ever see the uh, like. You ever see The Big Bang Theory without the laugh track? Very oh, haunting. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess there's other, you know, there, there have been a few other bad things. I get, like, a lot of shows have been shut down. Like, a bunch of the Real Housewives shows got shut down because oh, of COVID. Man. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and like they shut down because somebody on the crew tested positive, and then they found out that every single one of the cast members had COVID or something. <laughs> That's funny. It depends what cast it was. <laughs> like, I hope. Um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake is that a thing? Yeah, I think there is one. It's all in one house. It, no. Oh yeah, Real Housewives that are Mormon. The real Mormon housewives. <laughs> I think that we've gone so far into the rift that we've actually just identified the, another show. Isn't there a show called Sister Wives? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, but didn't that dude go to jail? <laughs> Don't we all? Jake, if you could have, like, a harem, would you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm a, I'm very, like, I love COVID, because I, I'm like, don't, <laughs> stresses me out to be around other people, you know? So, like, uh, whatever the opposite of a Mormon is, I, I want to start a religion that's uh, based on no wives ah? like an Alpun <laughs> club <laughs> oh, no ma'am yeah no ma'am well i'm even though i'm a ma'am i might join that club these, <laughs> these white women be crazy white women like myself be crazy that's yeah. the first tenet of my new religion yeah. <laughs> what number one white women be crazy yeah we have a legend about it being read off of a tablet somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's just, like, COVID's really fucking up Hollywood. I can't believe there's still, like, a lot of movies and shows that are filming. Um, just this week, I guess Hollywood decided to shut down one of the COVID testing sites, like, the one of the biggest COVID testing sites in the city, so they could film... Um, the remake of She's All That. It's an all-male reboot called He's All That. Which fucking pisses <laughs> me off. Stop redoing movies that I watched in high school. You didn't need to make another craft. You didn't need to make another <laughs> She's All That. It's fucking stupid. Get your own. But I'm also pissed about closing down COVID, too. <laughs> or not closing it down, but closing down the COVID testing. Closing sites. down COVID is Joe we're, Biden's plan. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> close down COVID. <laughs> but it it got me thinking, like the that we've come so far that now we're doing male reboots of female led things. Like, is there gonna be a movie called Little Men? Well, is there? Isn't there a movie already that's kind of based on She's All That called Can't Buy Me Love from the eighties? Yeah. There, so I've read one of the first things I remember the first like week of uh, quarantine when everyone's like, this is going to last forever. I have to start knitting or whatever. <laughs> they, never, they thought they were going to leave the house again. I read Little Women. And oh, uh, yeah. there, 
I looked into it. It's first of all, it's like pretty interesting. It's kind of uh, it's kind of good politics, but maybe I'm just projecting that onto it. But there's a sequel to it called Little Men. She wrote another <laughs> one. She did this already, like ten years after the fact. Get on it, so, Hollywood. Yeah, make it. And also, I mean, like I think I don't know. I don't know where if they did this with the sh- he's all that movie, but like you know how marketing works. All right, you make one that's. The, the all female reboot for the you know the libtard snowflakes to to enjoy and then you make the re it's just make a reactionary movie called little men or he's all that yeah i don't know if it's like if it's for nazis he's all that be being clever but like if i was trying to sell a movie yeah you know uh little men could be for like boogaloo guys yeah exactly uh, just like baby, like te- preteens in Hawaiian shirts. Uh, I'm just excited for the all male reboot of the all female reboot of Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah. that's gonna be really good. <laughs> it's gonna come full circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remember when the um, a bunch of liberals got mad because people like thought that the all female reboot of Ghostbusters was like super shitty. And people were like, that's misogynistic. No, it's not. It was just a really shitty movie. It was fine. It was like, whatever. It was just like a, you know, a forgettable popcorn movie. But like all male reboot of the all female reboot that you would remember that because like it could be Proud Boys, but they're. Yes. (laughs) You know, but then the instead of them killing the monsters, the monsters kill them. No, it's uh, Ben Shapiro's Ben Shapiro's the head Ghostbuster, and all the ghosts are men in dresses. Yeah, who's gonna make this movie? Us. <laughs> uh, okay. Subscribe to the Worst Week Yet Patreon so we can make the all male reboot of the all female. Yeah, it's this is this is too much. So like fifteen thousand <laughs> people died this week of COVID, which is, I mean, it's going great, I guess. Uh, they projected that twenty thousand people will die the week of Christmas. Which honestly, <laughs> in this economy, like I'm pretty stoked that there's going to be less people I have to buy gifts for. Uh, well, I already bought my gifts, so if anybody <laughs> that I bought gifts for dies before I give them to you, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. I want to see the BuzzFeed article that's uh, gift ideas for grandma on ventilator. I wonder what you would. What would you get your grandma on a ventilator? <laughs> the sweet release of death. I yeah, know. I mean, honestly, and I hate to say it, but Christmas is canceled this year i guess don't say that <laughs> don't say that. no i don't want to cancel christmas because i actually i really like christmas um but here's the thing i'm fucking pissed because i will i uh every year i give the kids that i work with like gifts and stuff right because mm-hmm. we do this thing called like a, a giving tree and everybody like picks a kid and gets some gifts and i love playing santa claus I love it. I don't dress up as Santa Claus, but I, for the little kids, I make up this whole lie about how like me and Santa are friends and it's just really fun. I can't do that shit because of COVID. Well, Santa's immune. Yeah, but I am not immune and neither (laughs) are the kids that I work with. Hmm. So like, yeah, dude, it fucking sucks. So 20,000 people. Yeah, that's what they think is, that's how many people they think is going to die the week of Christmas. I remember back in like, Back in like the summer where they were saying like, oh, 400,000 people might be dead by the end of the year. And I was like, that seems a little high. That's a little over. And I'm like, no, I think. <laughs> where are we at numbers uh, wise of who's like 290, I think. Yeah. We're like going up on 300,000. It, it's out. It's fucking insane. We'll get to 300K as an early Christmas present, I think. 
This is a, a left podcast, right? Let's talk about this. Are we forcing Santa Claus to work in an unsafe environment? <laughs> yeah, you have to wear your masks. Like everybody has to wear their masks in their homes before Santa can come down their chimney. Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's actually a really good question that I I haven't pondered yet. Like, how is Santa? Go- but I guess because he's magic that he's immune. Dr. Fauci said he like released an official statement just announcing that Santa Claus is immune to the coronavirus, but it implies that he like injected Santa Claus with a bunch of (laughs) Santa was the first to get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what about the elves? Are they just left to fend for their own? Like what the fuck? Well, yeah, that's also too. It's I also now I'm thinking of like what how does Santa pay the elves? Like is it equal? Do they all get the same pay? Are they all in the same pay grade or is like Santa and Mrs. Claus making like 2 million a year when the elves are only making like 20,000? The elves need to seize the means of production. They should, I think. dude. They should. Oh, hey, if there's any elves that are listening to us, come on the pod uh cuz we have some questions about What's going on in your workplace? I don't think that the elves are in even like, you know, factory style capitalism. I think that they're slaves. For sure. Yeah. yeah. They're not allowed to leave the well, North Pole. Well, then if they are slaves, we do have to cancel Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to figure this out. So if anybody's listening... I wonder Please. if um, Santa and Mrs. Claus were betting on how many of the elves would get COVID, like the uh, like at those Purdue chicken factories or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if they gave him, like, sick time, too, if they got COVID. No, no. They still have to work sick. See, this is... Is it I even called work? Podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love this podcast because it just goes off on these. Um, but, yeah, there is, a, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, apparently. I guess there's... A couple vaccines that are coming down the pike, which I never understood that phrase. Um, pipe. Pike. I think. I know. It's coming down the pipe. Well, Why boy. would it come down the pipe? <laughs> I well, don't you know. It's I, pipe. I do this all the time <laughs> with things, but I'm pretty sure that it's pipe. Uh, but yeah, Sorry. so... <laughs> The CDC met this week and, like, decided who they thought was going to get the vaccine first. Um, So they decided that it'll be healthcare workers and people in long-term care facilities. So, like, nursing homes and shit. Resident. It better be juvenile residential facilities, too. It's not going to be. Well, it fucking better be because it's it's getting ridiculous. You can't expect these kids to wear masks when they're flipping the fuck out. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Jake. Sometimes when juvenile justice things come up, I go a little crazy. So apologize. Yeah. I went to prison school when I was a kid. I understand. Oh, me too. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to alternative school and I was yeah. locked up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um. So what the CDC failed to mention is that obviously rich people will get the vaccine first if they want it. They never. They never bring that up. Like. We all know that if you have a lot of money, you can just get the vaccine, right? Like, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure these motherfuckers already have gotten it. Oh, my God. Yeah. If they want it. I don't yeah. know. I feel like there's a lot of rich anti-vaxxers or something. And honestly, I want to see how they split up, like, like who they say, like, like what you were mentioning. What residential care facilities are the first? I mean, obviously, you would go to the elderly, right? Yeah, but nursing like, homes what, and shit. What other ones? Are you going to do mental health uh, facilities? 
Are you going to do juvenile facilities? Then we look at healthcare workers. What constitutes a healthcare worker? Are we just doing doctors? Are we just doing nurses? Obviously, we have to do nurses. But but what is the the cast of Scrubs? Yeah, yeah the cast say. of Scrubs will get it first. Yeah, but Sheldon is in line <laughs> fifth or sixth, something mm-hmm. like that. Chrissy Teigen will get a fucking. Uh, <laughs> She'll get a vaccine before any healthcare worker that I know. My dad asked me if I would get the vaccine, and I was like, by the time I'm allowed to get it, if it's killing people, it will will have already killed them. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, this could end up being great, you know? Yeah, yeah. What if... Rape it off the top like that. Yeah, just all right, kill everybody. But then, like, you got to think about what if only the anti-vaxxers don't die... Like, if the vaccine kills everybody and the only people left on Earth are anti-vax people. That's like a fucked up version of the stand. An even more <laughs> fucked up version of the stand, dude. I think then we have to admit that they were right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Good job. What else do I not know? You know? <laughs> right. I will at least, while I'm dying, be like, suck it, liberals. <laughs> Even though I don't believe in the anti-vaxxers, though. No, I mean, it's a good question as to when are we going to get it? Who is going to get it first? I mean, because, you know, I don't know. I fall in that line of, like, I'm not a healthcare worker, but I'm a I'm a human services worker. So, like, COVID has really, really stopped me from being able to do my job effectively. Well, I think, I think the reason for it being, like, um, healthcare workers is because they have to directly interact Absolutely. with people who currently Which have COVID. Which they should. They should be the first ones to get it. Like, I, I think that... It's going to be a mess, though. Like, I, I don't see any way that it gets distributed. Did you hear that um, Obama, Bill Clinton, and George Bush all said that they would be willing to take the vaccine on camera right. to try and convince people. <laughs> Meanwhile, Obama and the fucking water thing, like why would you of all people the devil's milkshake? Yeah. I would love to see them all just like essentially shooting up on yeah. camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gal what's the girl's name? Gal Gardot that sang that Imagine. They're all fucking singing together or some shit. Like they're making a whole fucking CNN special. It'll be two hours. Well, it's, I mean, Obama's involved. It's going to be a Netflix special for sure. Oh, God, yeah. He's got that deal, you know? Oh, yeah. I heard he was making, like, some comedy or some shit. I like that they I like that they came out and said all three of them were like, yeah, we'll, we'll get the vaccine on camera. As if, like, the people that need convinced to get the vaccine, that wouldn't, like... That would have any effect. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, this is obviously the state trying to control me. Look at all these guys doing it. Exactly. (laughs) Like George Bush is basically he's liberal now. They have taken it. He's liberal. I mean, they're one party at the end of the day. But Biden almost picked him as VP. Dude, listen, I'm fucking I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you know, yeah, just imagining Obama just like uh, filming himself licking a subway pole. Like, (laughs) look. It works. I'm a mute. You can do this too. Yeah. I mean, what are. If Obama licks a subway pole, I'll do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the whole fucking situation is just a complete shit show. The, the stimulus is still like just every day it fails in a new way. Like Ms. Yaz Queen Pelosi was out on CNN and fucking just, just, 
I don't. I can't tell if Nancy Pelosi's just always drunk or is just like that. But like, she just sounds terrible. Like they, they were. Somebody was asking her um, if she thought that not taking a deal like a couple months ago was a mistake, and she's like, "Excuse me, excuse me, what?" You? It like <laughs> she just does not seem to understand like the fact that she's like partially in charge of a country. Like it. No, because this is they don't give a fuck. All it is to them is about we're not giving the GOP what they want or whatever. They're not thinking about any of us, any of us. And neither is the GOP. I always, I think, I feel like I always fucking have to say that when I shouldn't. Everybody should know that I hate both parties. But she's doing absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then what are they, what are they talking about? Another 1200 coming? No. None <laughs> at all. No. Right. And she's talking about even cutting. She was even talking about like a, a uh, if there was a possible stimulus to cut it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the plan now, I guess, is they want to tie the COVID stimulus to um, the spending bill to avoid a government shutdown. And it's like, Republicans are about to lose some of the power they have. I don't think they fucking care if the country gets shut down. Like, No, they don't give when, a shit. When did we have the shutdown under Trump? Was that 2018, 2017? I can't remember. I think it was 2018. I don't understand what a government shutdown means. Like, did they just don't work? You just couldn't go to national parks or something? Like, it's such a weird fucking thing. They furloughed like certain workers. Like, my dad works at the EPA. They like furloughed mm. him. It was for like a few weeks. I don't know. One of those things where people scream and holler and, and like, you know, some people get laid off for a few weeks. <laughs> but it's not like, uh, you know, I don't know, the mail stops coming or something. Right, right. Um, well, yeah, Nancy Pelosi said um, of uh, she 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 was just like attacking people. Two different journalists asked her if she thought something was a mistake. And she responded like the way that Trump responds. Where she's like, excuse me, it was not a mistake because uh, she said, we're pleased about where it's at because with the Democratic president and a, a vaccine coming, uh, it's a complete game changer. And it's like, wait, people are still fucking starving. Like, what are you fucking talking what, about? What, what is it changing? What the fuck is it changing? You, how many weeks has it been since they gave us the first stimulus check? Evictions continue to happen. People can't afford jack shit. And, and she's just up there playing around. You know, she reminds me of one of those dance moms on Dance Moms. Go on. Where she just completely <laughs> just, she has no fucking reasoning whatsoever. It's just, I'm saying what I'm saying. It, it has to be right. So her idea could be completely fucked up, right? The kid could be fucking dancing on the stage and fuck up, and that mom's going to be like, you should still give Madison a solo. <laughs> like, fuck you, Nancy. Seriously. I don't really know if that made sense or not, but you guys know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I don't know what Dance Moms is truly about. Jesus Christ. One of the greatest shows ever. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. Joe Biden's got a plan, though. Just like uh, just like Elizabeth Warren, he's got a plan for it. Joe Biden's plan is a hundred days of masks. That's it. I've been wearing a mask <laughs> for over a hundred days now. You fuck. <laughs> Solo or the one hundred days of masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a Harry Potter thing? I don't know. No, that's uh, a that is a. You want to talk about a crazy fucking movie? Christ. Sequel to Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, it's a sequel to Ghostbusters. I just, I don't understand what fucking world, like, the Democratic p 
elites live in that this is like a good idea. Like, like I know Joe Biden doesn't have any friends that are like regular people, but like what fucking planet do you live on that you're like, okay, guys, we're going to do a hundred days of masks as if that's going to convince anybody that hasn't already been wearing a mask. And as if the people that would listen to that haven't already been wearing a mask, like that's not a fucking plan. No, it's not any fucking plan. He came out. The president can't like issue a, you have to wear a mask mask law. (laughs) It's enforceable in any way. Right? No, no. It's just, Purely, I think it's just fanfare for the like the the libs. Uh, they're part of the culture war over masks. You yeah, know? yeah, right. But, and they're- finally, we get a president in who wants us to wear a mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Have police arrest every person that wears? Oh, I mean, they might, Kamala. I mean, but but the, it's the, what the fuck? What is that gonna do? What is that gonna do? You're not Nothing. talking about any plan to help anybody out economically. You're not talking about being able to give access to everybody with vaccines when they're trying to say that it is and that healthcare is a human right. You won't even fucking look at Medicare for all. There's well, the- honestly, if you arrested everyone who didn't wear a mask and threw them all in jail, the thing we were talking about earlier with who gets the vaccine first, the CDC has said that, uh, like, I, can't, I think this might be a state by state thing. I was just reading about it in like Colorado the other day or whatever. But they're arguing about whether to give it to people in prison, and it's going towards no, fuck them. You did a crime, <laughs> right? So if they round up everybody who doesn't wear a mask and then put them all in the same jail together, that just makes COVID like twenty times worse than it already was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We have a buddy Carlos who looks into a lot or <laughs> does a lot of ugh, recently published a piece about um how covid is exploding in prisons and shit it's it's a fucking nightmare yeah it's a great piece um i'll actually share it we'll have to share it later because i mean yeah it is a nightmare uh and again how many people or do we have in prison that are non-violent offenders now pa has done i do have to give it to our governor um he has done you know fair i won't say the best but i'd say fairly well with what he's been given um, regarding, you know, the prison population. But, yeah, it goes back to you're going to arrest these people. Like, what do you do? Arrest them for not wearing masks, and then they're going to get the vaccine anyways because they're in prison? Well, we shouldn't send them to, them to prison. We should send them to camps. Uh, maybe maybe not, actually. I mean, no, I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> COVID camp. It's uh, it's a great time. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden just came out yesterday with some fucking video. He was talking about, like, my dad told me, don't ask what the government can do for you. Ask what you can go to work until you die or some shit. I don't fucking know. He's like, people don't want a handout. It's like, uh, I'm a person and I want a handout. Like, it took him 20 about? minutes to tell us you ain't fucking getting shit. Yeah, he was like, the, the government isn't supposed to solve your problems. Why the fuck do we have a government then? <laughs> like, right. Like, it just reminded me of when, like, my grandma used to like argue with me about people that she knew that I was supposed to know, but I had no fucking idea who they were. <laughs> and she would argue with me for 10 minutes. And then at the end of it, she'd be like, you know what, Maria Lynn, if you want to be a salad, be a salad. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was Joe Biden's speech yesterday. Be a salad. 
Yeah. Be a salad. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. So you asked your grandma what the fuck she was talking about. I need to now ask you what the fuck you are talking about. <laughs> I don't know. She just, but, but Joe Biden did that one, that old person thing where he danced around and talked about. He did reveal that his dad called him Joey, which, ugh, imagine if we had a president, Joey. I don't say, I don't think that he did call him Joey. I think you that think he, that was yeah, a lie. I think that that's a lie. I don't think that I don't I don't know. I just don't see him as a Joey. But well, like, he just talked like Grandpa Simpson. You can't really like, <laughs> but you can't test anything you said. You know, they did track down Corn Pop. I think right. Did they track down <laughs> Corn Pop? I don't know, dude. I think he's dead. I don't fucking know. It's just gonna be a whole ass mess. Uh, speaking of Joe Biden, we did actually talk about a lot of his uh, cabinet appointees last week, but we recorded before the news of the big one, and that is, of course, Neera Tandon, which, whoo! Oh, yeah. God. I like that, Um. okay, so whenever Donald Trump was announcing all of his cabinet appointees at the beginning of his term, uh, they... It was always these people. It's like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And then I look into them and it's just like the worst person imaginable for the position. And it's happening again with Joe Biden. Cause like, I didn't know who Neera Tandon was. And I just like looked into her. I found a video of her talking and I was just like, Oh no. But, uh, apparently she's not great. Is that, <laughs> no, she's oh, fine. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't online enough. If you don't know who she is, half the people I know are like, like I have a, she's blocked me on Twitter. I was in a she fight blocked. with her yesterday. Now, <laughs> yeah, she blocked. Hell. She blocked me on Twitter during the fucking um, primary in uh, one. I think that's one of her worst atrocities. Um, she, no, she's she, a fucking terrible person. Like she is a terrible person. And I mean, dude, she okay. One of my favorite tweets ever by her was like in it was during uh, the election in 2016. And she said, Hitler was certainly controversial, but nobody gives him proper credit for fighting to the death against communism. <laughs> like, are you? Yeah. She also said she liked Trump's like social security plan in 2015. She's like a tweet of it. She hasn't taken it down. And uh, what is the fucking thing she's going to be ahead of? Uh, it's like some Office sort of, of budget management or something. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's a pretty scary uh, premonition, I guess. But like, honestly, she's terrible, right? She's horrible. She's extremely online. Everyone's got some stupid Twitter fight with her. Um, and the other thing that a lot of people bring up, and this is bad, is that she like uh, outed a, a sexual assault victim in her own organization in like a meeting. I think I don't know the whole story. I think maybe she's just like an idiot and just didn't realize you're not supposed to like say who it was when you're talking about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's all fine and good. I mean, she's like a horrible person. But really, the worst thing about this is the history of what the Center for American Progress actually is like a lobbying group for because it's essentially like a think tank. It's entire um, agenda is like third way shit and, uh, and destroying any like um, path for Medicare for all. Right. Yeah. So, it's the, the one thing that Democrats are actually good at is stopping leftists. Right. It's like right. the only thing they can do. Right. Right. And she, I mean the whole Libya shit, dude, like she thinks that no, I like did, I did see about that. Apparently yeah. she plagiarized Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was an incredible move. She had Trump had a one of his vlogs in like 20 whatever 2011 2012 whenever the Libya thing was happening and he said that 
uh, if we're bombing Libya, that they we should take their oil. And then, like, two weeks later, she sent that email that said we should, you know, they've got all this oil. We should try and get some of it. It's like Right. We should topple the government and turn them into a failed state. She is a fucking interventionist. She's an interventionist. And she's also a, a extremely terrible person. Like, she fucking, uh, what's his name from the uh, Bernie campaign? How do you say his name? Faz? Fies? I don't know. I don't know. It was I, Bernie's campaign manager in 2016. Right, but she fucking like so, like socked him. Like I guess it, I don't know if it was in the arm or like she pushed him in the chest or some shit. But like literally, um, b- because he asked her about the like Clint, she he asked uh, about Clinton's support of the Iraq War, and she got fucking mad. Like, and that's the other thing is that she is hardcore a, a Clintonite. Hardcore, and she wanted a uh, place in that administration so bad, so bad. And she will; she's one of those uh, libs. She's not going to let you forget what Sanders did, what Sa- how Sanders attacked Clinton, and, and how you know what I mean. And then everybody, the whole argument they jump to is, "Well, you're being a misogynist if you talk shit on Nira. You don't support it. It goes back to this identity politics bullshit." Well, yeah, I mean, it's like the easiest way to not have a conversation that you don't want to have is to accuse the other person of, like, being racist or sexist or something. Right. When, listen, there are racists and sexists. The Democrats show racism and sexism so much. And when you call them out on that, they get fucking mad. You can call conservatives all day. Democrats are cool with that. Call conservatives out all day. You call them out on shit? Nah. They ain't having it, but they'll turn it right around on us when we have valid criticisms of Neera Tandon being in charge of the budget. Valid fucking criticisms, but it doesn't matter because she's a woman, she's a woman of color, and she's a third-way Democrat, and it and that automatically means anything, any of your criticisms get thrown out the window. So yeah, then just put so. fucking Candace Owens on the fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, two, what's the difference? Right. Because the other thing is, too, is that they're so hard up for identity politics. Meanwhile, they attacked Brianna Joy, Brianna, uh, Brianna Joy Gray. They attacked Nina Turner. They attacked all of them. Any black person or person of color that we had on the Sanders, on the Sanders team, they attacked them attacked them said the most racist and sexist shit that i've ever fucking heard nobody said a goddamn word we come up with valid criticisms of near tandon and all of a sudden we're racist and misogynist it goes back to the same thing i'm just upset about near tandon being appointed or nominated or whatever the fuck because uh i mean i was really hoping if we were going to get a woman who is sometimes violent with her coworkers that we would get Amy Klobuchar in the cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly just because the word Klobentum is real fun to say. Yeah. I mean, and also I just think that she's less evil than near Tandon. Um, but she's still fucking evil, but she's less evil than near Tandon, but literally putting near Tandon in your cabinet is literally, it's pissing all over the progressive movement. How much more can you do to us? How much more can you say, fuck you? We want nothing to do with you, but we want, we want, we want something to do with you in two years. We only give a fuck about you when there's an election. Well, and we really don't give a fuck about you. We're just going to. 
uh, harass you until you vote Democrat. I just think uh, I've I've been raging about this too all week, as you do. I mean, these announcements come out, and then there's just like nothing you can do. Just sitting in your home, you're like, holy shit, they're gonna put Mayor Pete in charge of all the water. We're all gonna die, (laughs) right? But the thing about it is that you have no control over it, right? Like, I think you really got to get blackpilled about Biden right now because to get your hopes up is uh, kind of farcical, right? Because the only chance you had to fix any of this shit or we, if we ever had a chance at all to even affect any of this stuff back in the primary. But, like, this is going exactly how it was going to go. There's no no point in sort of, like... um, getting your hopes up that he's going to suddenly for absolutely no reason, you know, pander to the left that he fucking outright crushed with austerity in any way. Oh yeah. Because they didn't. And we talked about this too. The, the unity platform, right. Was better in 2016 than it was in 2020. It's a fucking joke in 2020. And yeah, I had no hope that by, I have no hope that Biden or Kamala will do anything. And, and, We've warned them over and over again, but you're right, Jake. It feels because we have no control over it. It feels like you're in the middle of like the deep end of a pool, right? And you're getting tired and you just keep swimming and swimming and you go towards the fucking ladder and somebody just takes a ladder from you and you're just stuck. So what do you do? You just float. Yep. Four years, probably the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My boy, uh, Cole James Cash, told me after the election, he said, if you if you thought that you were going to see the change that you wanted in your lifetime, then you got to get out of this because it's about it's about the future. You're not going to see it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. But what are you going to do? You got to drive yourself crazy every fucking day. Well, you know, there's always the heat death of the universe. that could, you know, <laughs> free Listen, us from this. I am. Um, as long as I can go dancing and have sex one more time, I'm ready. I don't give a shit. At the same time? I, yeah. I would like to air fry the universe. That'd be a fun way for it to slowly shrivel up and die. You know, I have an air fryer and like, honestly, not that impressed. Really? Yeah. People are always like, oh, you got to get an air fryer. You got to get an instant pot. I'm like, I think this is just like a marketing ploy to get you to buy more appliances. Like they kind of do the same thing as other things in just like a slightly yeah, different way. Culture. <laughs> yeah, I have an instant pot, and it's pretty good for like batching. It's slow cooking shit, but honestly, like, how different is it from a crock pot though? Like, it's just uh, it, a little it makes, quicker. Like, rice and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. There's some shit you can zap in it that's pretty cool, but like, mm-hmm. ultimately, what you're saying is, I think, kind of true. Because like, here's the thing, right? Kitchen gadgets are pushed mega hard by like the Abby Shapiro's of the world. It's a very like trad thing yeah. you know the idea that you can with uh, enough capital investment you can like uh streamline and um consolidate your like day-to-day cooking hard enough to where you've like defeated capitalism like you've won <laughs> the game or whatever and then you know at that point you get to like stand inside of your kitchen just surrounded by all sorts of Vitamixes and sh- shredding machines and stuff and go, the reason that people are poor is because they didn't cook as smart <laughs> as like this. It's a, uh, it's a pretty fucked up headspace to be in. My old roommate had this thing called a pizzazz, which was a pizza cooker. And it was just like, it kind of looked like a, like a, one of those big standing mixers, but just with a circular disc in the middle. And you would put a piece on it and it would spin around the heating element. And like, it was just this giant fucking thing in the middle of the counter. 
Um, and, but then he would just cook everything on it. I don't know why. Who'd like fucking make French fries on it? And oh shit? yeah, I know I'm what like, you're talking what about. <laughs> but see, that's what they He's do. He's got to get his return on investment. He's like, I paid a lot of money in counter space for this thing. I'm cooking everything I can on it. But that's I'm making what they, a grilled cheese on this fucking thing. <laughs> but that's you know going back to what we were talking about. That's what they do to make us forget about shit. Put out fucking gadgets and you know what I mean, like. Look over here. Look over here. It's, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's working on me. I want to get a pizzazz. That sounds <laughs> I, I, I would like to get. Hope you got some counter space, brother. But listen, I mean, that is the system. Hopefully, maybe they'll put out some cooler shit in the next four years if I got to deal with this fucking idiot. Um, These gadgets are, like, not bad in themselves. They're kind of useful. It's just the weird, like, subtext undercurrent that you can feel when you're like using one mm-hmm. where you just bought an instant pot and you're like cooking with it and then there's this voice in your head that's just like why isn't this fixing like, everything <laughs> well, yeah and do you remember like when everybody was younger and what like it, well i mean like we young sheldon yeah like young sheldon no yeah. but like <laughs> even like even before our time like in the 50s what they thought the future would look like Everything was like, yeah, kind of like, I guess you would say like trad in a sense, very like wife. Oh, I can do all of these things and then have dinner ready by the time my husband's home. And it makes things so easy. And yeah, I just thought of that. They had a maid. It was still black, too. It was fucked up. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, it was a robot, dude. Uh, Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, but uh, George Jetson, I think he had a pretty sweet job, right? I like that he lived in the future and they supported an entire family on one income where he just worked at a fucking sprocket factory. I wonder if the teenage daughter was, like, bad. Uh, I wonder what was going on at ground level because, you know, they're all up on the stilts in the Jetsons. Like, what's happening? Is is the ground level of Earth just like a radiated hellscape in the Jetsons? Why don't they ever show it? Well, what happens if you fall off the stilts? <laughs> you die. <laughs> yeah, like, that would suck. Or, like, what if your car just stops and then all of a sudden it falls? See, those I are... Down there is, like, an underclass. There's, oh. like, a... Uh, like the back of the Snowpiercer train or something, or like <laughs> City from the Matrix. They just don't show you. Somebody should make a dark version of the Jetsons. Yeah, it's just all, <laughs> these, all these people living in squalor and in the middle of everything, there's just all these giant fucking stilts going up to nobody even knows what's happening up there. Yeah, it's literally like a, a weird version of like the Jetsons meets 1984 meets Brave New World. Yeah, all male reboot too. <laughs> yeah, all male reboot. If anybody steals this, <laughs> the three of us are gonna fucking sue you. The funny thing about all male reboots is, like, do you remember a while ago somebody on the internet was all mad? Uh, that they were saying like, uh, what was it? They were like, men shouldn't write female characters, or like, white people shouldn't write non-white characters. And it's like, so if you're a man, you can only have men in your stuff from now. <laughs> like, you can only write David Mamet. Yeah. So and the planning. all the all male reboot will be written by a man. God damn it! Oh, thanks. Because that's <laughs> that's what women are asking for. That's what I'm concerned about as a woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so near Tandon, fuck her. Um, also, I heard a video of her talking, and she sounded like like a drunk woman who corners you at a party to tell you about something that you don't even like. You can't even piece together what she's actually trying to tell. She's she sounded wasted, but I don't think she was, which is strange. Um, but 
speaking of women who sound wasted, uh, next up is a story of a woman who I'm pretty sure was entirely wasted. And that would be the star witness uh, in uh, the case in Michigan to overturn Trump's lo- election loss. Um, she is a fucking gem, dude. First of all, I will yes queen on her. Her name, I wrote it down, is Melissa Carone. And whoo! Jake, did you see the video of this woman all wasted next to Rudy Giuliani in court? Uh, I saw some still photographs, and uh, <laughs> she looked pretty cool. Yeah, she was amazing. Uh, th- there was like, so there's like a, an investigation or whatever the case about votes being overturned, and it, like there was a Republican guy asking her about the poll books because she was saying that like the numbers were off, and he. So a Republican guy kept trying to ask this one question and she just cut him off like a hundred times. Like it got to the point where Rudy Giuliani uh, like reached over and tapped her and was like, shh, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> like they were like, uh, the guy running the hearing was like, okay, we're going to try again to ask you this question. Just let the congressman finish the question. And she's like, is that what she gives <laughs> Yeah, she's like one of those like uh, women that like, just got a divorce, but she goes to like a um, bridal shower, like a bachelorette party, and she gets completely fucking wasted. And while you're just standing, st- right, <laughs> she just can't stop telling the bride what a mistake she's making. Well, yeah, or she'll just be like, or she like comes into the bathroom and you're standing there, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love your hair!" And then she starts talking <laughs> shit on her friend about how her friend shouldn't get married, and then there's like this big fight at the end, and. I've was seen it, girls like that before a lot in Pittsburgh. Was this a hearing where they were trying to appeal like the voter fraud? Yeah. Shit? Yeah. Did you see the other woman that testified? It was like, I mean, it was like a Middle Eastern woman. To be fair, it wasn't a white woman, but she, uh, this is a great clip of this woman who's just like very flatly arguing. She's like, look, you know, what if a Chinese person came out to vote? You can't tell the difference between any of them. They could vote like 10 times. And uh, everyone in the courtroom just has to be like, yes. <laughs> like the, No one really like reacts kind of like she's saying something incredibly racist, but uh, guy bangs a gavel and they just sort of get on with it. Yeah, they're like, was, okay, next. There was also another witness in another one of these cases that apparently was a ghost hunter, and I couldn't find out enough about him, but... <laughs> you just got to hand it to him. Um, but yeah, my favorite quote of um, Melissa Carone at one point, um, they're asking her about like what she witnessed. Cause I guess she was, she was the same woman that was saying that like, Oh, we were there for 12 hours and they didn't feed us. So then they, they brought food in from vans. <laughs> like that was like the punchline <laughs> to her point. Um, but at one point they keep trying to ask her about what she saw with the poll books and she cuts off the guy again and she goes, I know what I saw and I signed something that says, if I'm lying, I go to prison. Did you? <laughs> yeah. She, uh, amazing. <laughs> she's great with the messy hair. You know what I mean? The messy bun and just, she is, um, somebody should give her a reality show. Honestly, I would watch it. Yeah. 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 And At least get her a guest spot on the next season of Young Sheldon. Where is she from? I mean, because Carone's an Italian last name. Probably the state where it's happening, Michigan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. Um, by the way, uh, last week when I was really stoned on the show, um, I said that Elizabeth Warren was from Michigan, and I did not mean that. It was the M. Uh, I meant to say Massachusetts. 
Oh yeah. I mean, you should have known most reptiles don't come from uh never mind. Um Oh. <laughs> uh yeah, Giuliani, I I can't believe this motherfucker still Did you see the video of him farting? Whoo. I heard that it happened. I okay. Seen I heard the audio on a podcast and I was like, this is fake. This is, there's no fucking way. Cause he's like in the middle of a sentence and he's like talking about like, Oh yeah. So then you're going to, and then you're going to go, it's like, it's like punctuated. I was like, there's no fucking way. Cause it sounds, it sounds so ludicrous. It sounds like, like comedic timing in a movie. But then I watched the video of it happening. And as soon as he farted, the woman sitting next to him, like her eyes darted up and I was like, Oh no, that fucking happened. (laughs) Yeah. I just saw an article that just said like confirmed. (laughs) No idea what it's in context too. Um, I just, I'm so shocked that Rudy Giuliani, his performance in Borat wasn't even in like the top three most embarrassing things that happened to him this, like the last six weeks. Oh yeah. No, he, uh, I mean, it is just so funny that at one time in this country, people took Rudy Giuliani seriously. He was America's mayor. Yeah, dude. And he, listen, he ruins New York. He looks like a mad magazine character (laughs) of another guy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks fucked up. Yeah, he definitely, um, he also, he, every time I imagine Giuliani, I imagine an Eli Valley cartoon too. Yeah. He yeah. looks like, like he's got all exaggerated and you just see stink lines coming yeah, off. Yeah. Of yeah. It's totally <laughs> Eli. If you're listening, make us another picture. Yep. Sorry. i sorry. No, I didn't. Please make us another I'll Make us another picture. Come on. Get back to work. Ellie, by the way. Ellie. Oh, fuck, man. My bad, yo. He doesn't care. Uh, okay, yeah, dude, no, Rudy Giuliani, um, it, it's just, it's just funny that somebody is that delusional that, and, and they just keep going, and nobody in his, like, like, crew is, like, pulling him to the side and being like, yo, just shut the fuck up. That ain't real friends. You're real friends. If you're acting a fool, right, especially if you're in... A, a politician, your real friends are going to pull you to the side and be like, nah, dude, nah. Well, I don't, I don't think that they like have friends like that. Like th- people that would disagree with them, they just wouldn't want to be friends with or something. I don't fucking know how it works, but yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but like who is, who would Donald Trump hang out with that would Jeffrey Epstein? That would te- what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Still? The hologram of Jeffrey Epstein. No, the hologram's the one that killed itself. The oh, real Jeffrey right. Epstein's still alive. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, who does Donald Trump hang out with? He definitely doesn't hang out with Don Jr. I can't imagine Donald Trump like doing something that he enjoys. Like I was trying to think about him like jamming out to a song he likes or something. And I don't know. I guess there's a video of him dancing to YMCA, but that's why he lost the election, by the way. But he was high. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine what like is on Donald Trump's Spotify playlist. Uh, Donald Trump, forget about your taxes. Show us your Spotify show, wrapped up. Yeah, show us your Spotify wrapped up for yeah. 2020. That's a good point. He doesn't seem like he listens to music. Well, I guess he listens to Macho Man and stuff. Yeah, like he doesn't like I can't imagine him having like a hobby or anything or like I can't imagine him being, he's like not a real person. I, I, it's. Do you think that he ever like took his kids to a restaurant and just had like a family night? That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't picture him doing a normal human being thing. I think part of that is the job, though. I think there is like a real 
like person in there that is constricted a little bit by the job. This is why I honestly I think he's gonna have a good post presidency. Like he's gonna be kind of more fun guy. Because I was reading a while back for a thing. Um, th- I I haven't really thought about this. It's been a long time, but um, apparently his first choice for VP was Chris Christie, and then he <laughs> had to go with Pence because you know they had to form the coalition with the evangelicals and stuff, sort of seal up that right wing block you know right, right but he's kind of disappointed because and like you can really kind of see it i think if you imagine it him and chris christie out on the town together that's two fat guys hanging out right <laughs> two fat guys together don't feel insecure about each other so they do shit like hit a buffet together or whatever right. like, go ride go-karts and you know they don't they look hilarious because they're huge in the little go-karts and stuff like bowser and shit and he likes burgers and stuff so like i think <laughs> that he's a fun trashy guy but in pursuit of power he had to kind of give up like a lot of the things that he actually enjoys you know donald trump was probably the second most excited person in the united states that the mcrib came back yeah, he loves that shit. I was the first, by the way. Yeah, he does love <laughs> McDonald's. He seems to really love McDonald's and Fox News. Did you ever see what Trump's McDonald's order is? No. Okay, so it's two quarter pounders, two filet of fishes, and uh, fuck, a full milkshake. And I was thinking about that, like... How McDonald's had the Travis Scott meal? Like what, exactly. had, like, what if they had the Donald Trump? Hi, uh, let me get the Trump. And you just, they just hand you a tray of fucking food. That's awesome. I'm going to eat that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say I am going to miss Trump. Not obviously everything that he's fucking, just the the funniness, well, the yeah, bizarreness. Like, I won't miss anything else. I hate him, but. I've been saying it funny the, as fuck. I've been saying it the whole time of his presidency. Like, if it weren't for like the actual ramifications of the things he's doing, this would be the funniest fucking thing that has oh ever happened. That ever will happen. Like, nothing is ever gonna be funny again, like relative to how funny it is that like what whenever fucking uh what was the the one presidential candidate that dropped out and trump was like oh that's the one i was worried about oh yeah christy gillibrand funniest fucking thing i've ever seen dude did you see the other day they uh when joe biden um like sprained his ankle because he was playing with a dog or something (laughs) trump retweets uh like a statement about it and he writes get well soon like it's just like yeah just like he's funny. yeah he's fucking hilarious dude and it um you know but he's i i've heard he's really depressed he's definitely like everybody said donald trump would be good for comedy and it's like no he's bad for it because he's funnier than every comedian like yeah he's a comic <laughs> oh yeah they should, yeah they have to keep him around what the funniest part of this to me is that like they, they have all these ceremonies and shit where all the ex-presidents like have to hang out with each other. So yeah. he's fucking there forever and they have to put up with them. They should just make him like the MC of all those events and stuff. Cause he's the most natural entertainer. He's kind right. of a rushed guy he, after he's out of power, you know, it can oh, be kind of they're going to have him speaking at the DNC in 2028. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they're going to rehabilitate him because there's going to be somebody that comes in worse. I know what you mean, though, because like Obama sang Amazing Grace, but Trump said he'd go out and kiss every man and woman in the right, audience. Right, right. I'll kiss everybody. I know who I want hosting my show. Yeah, like. I, I, if I got to pick who I want hosting my show, it's out of any president. It's definitely Donald Trump. I got, got chops, you know, I got Obama, he just does his act. 
Yeah. Yeah. I got music comic. No one likes that. (laughs) Nobody. Um, I got like wasted drunk one night and I came home and I was like stumbling, falling down drunk, like completely like borderline blacked out. And this was when I still had cable. It was probably like two years ago. Um, and I sat down and I turned on the TV and comedy central was on and the roast of Donald Trump was just like randomly replaying. And I sat there and watched it for like five minutes before I remembered that that guy actually did become president. It was so fucking wild. Like half <laughs> yeah. the jokes were just about like, Oh, I heard you want to be president someday. And he's like shit eating grin. I'm like, Oh my God, this is embarrassing. You guys. Yeah. It's like, if we knew what we know now, you know, but Hey, Nira and, and Hillary and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and all of them, they said, hey, he's the we got to make him the Pied Piper candidate because there's no way that Hillary won't beat him. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Well, you know, enough about our heroic president. Um, I do want to touch on um, what seems like a much more important story than the, than, uh, the entirety of our media fucking machine would let you know which is the general strike happening in india yes yes um yeah it's apparently 250 million people went on strike and that's one in every 30 people on earth yep and like i didn't hear about this at all except from like a few people on twitter like the there's it's it's mind-boggling that like like the media is just scared to let us know that we can do shit like this or something like no i mean yeah india is fucking throwing down yeah so i guess um they were striking because the government wants to open up agriculture to big business and so all these fucking farmers from like outside of the city just descended on delhi and there were like farmers like using tractors to run over police barriers and shit and and like they brought supplies so like india does have like a bigger striking apparatus than than america does but like a lot of them are just for like a day or two but all these farmers came down to the city and they brought supplies to like camp out for like months on end and so all these farmers are like setting up shop and like hunkering down and they're uh they planned it out i mean that's the thing when it comes to like we talk on here about a general strike and things like that like these things need to be discussed it's not going to happen within three days right it needs to be planned out it needs to be it needs to start small and it needs to build up i have a lot of respect for what those farmers did because they really executed the protests well yeah. Yeah, um, they're calling for a countrywide strike on December 8th. And uh yeah, if a billion people w- did a fucking strike, that'd be nuts, dude. Um but yeah, like we talk about that a lot on this podcast that like there's always people on left Twitter that are like we need a general strike on uh the first Monday of the month or something. And it's just like it for whatever reason it just gains no traction in America because like I I think people just can't not go to work for the most part or something like there's there's no solidarity whatsoever there's no infrastructure for it we don't have anything like uh you know an organized socialist party or anything like that also um share called for a general strike one time and it yeah. didn't happen I mean, if that <laughs> doesn't get everyone on the same page then uh yeah no there's no way to do it from the top down like that you know mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that's just really tragic part of this country i mean we live in a place that's like both parties agenda essentially for the last fucking hundred years or so has been 
to stop anything uh, encroaching from the left. And then, you know, kind of like hyper accelerating that with the Cold War. Um, yeah, it's insane. We're this first world country with, uh, you know, with everything set up to kind of prevent that from happening, which is probably why it looks a little like odd to peer over into a place like India and go, how the fuck did this happen over there? But they're closer to normal than we are in that regard. Yeah. You should be able to organize that. Yeah. So, um, I think there's been like now a couple of, uh, news pieces that covered it, but it's still like getting almost no mainstream media attention in the United States. Uh, like I said, the only, the only place I heard about it was on leftist Twitter. Uh, and then there was a bit of a controversy because, uh, you know, leftist Twitter, of course, not without its shortcomings. Um, one leftist girl, uh, used her viral post about it to promote her OnlyFans page. Of course. So now left Twitter is just uh, quickly reverted to arguing about sex work. So like it's completely lost the thread and now everybody's just yelling at each other about whether you should post your OnlyFans on a viral post about fucking India striking. It's, it's Which such one, a nightmare. One, you shouldn't. But two, I think that yeah, it, it's again, it's a distraction. And if we really look at this, right, we can learn from all of these movements around the world. People have to be able, though, to stay present and people can't. I mean, and look, I'm not perfect at it. I try to work on it all the time. I mean, shit, if you listen to this podcast, I fucking go off on tangents all the time. But like, Again, these distractions, and yeah, it's, you know, left Twitter, like the whole gossip and stuff. It can be fun for like five minutes or whatever, but like at the end of the day, these things aren't being talked about on the media. And I think that we have a responsibility on the left to, one, not use it to promote ourselves, but to promote the movement and to promote those people and, and to really look and learn at how they're doing things. Um, because it, it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen. We don't have organization when it comes to that. Well, I think, I think the biggest problem with it is that the way that our country works with like individuality and whatnot, um, is that people don't realize that we all kind of have a common enemy, uh, or a common adversary. I don't know if enemy is quite the right word in capitalism and like the fucking capitalist class. Um, it's, you know, there's obviously people that are fucking Trump supporting racists or whatever aren't great people, but like we, we're both getting fucked over by capitalism, whether you're a leftist or a Trump supporter. And I think a lot of people can't look past the fact that, that they, we have, you know, despite our differences, we have that common enemy. And so it's like uh, all these people that are like, like we can't have a revolution if there's a racist involved. It's like, well then there's not going to be a revolution. Cause like everybody's definition of a racist is different. And like, frankly, everybody's fucking racist. So like it, to some degree, like, I don't know. Well, right. Because, uh, well, go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say like, I, I just did an episode of my show on Lenin and uh, I guess I have like a lot of Leninist shit on the brain right now. So maybe where I'm coming from, but I, uh, to me, reading Lenin was like um, kind of uh, like it, it calmed me down a lot about uh, in regards to a lot of these anxieties that you're talking about. Because if you look at historically the way it went down in Russia, 
the way that this would work is that the first thing that we would need to do is sort of agitate and raise a lot of class consciousness and then funnel that class consciousness into some sort of organized way of communicating that would be able to, you know, do something like a general strike. Right. Yeah. But we're not there yet. We're still on step one, which is how possibly do you do something like agitation and when on some level this like kind of not want to say like a culture war but like an intellectual thing and if we don't have that groundwork laid out then it really does like t- twitter is actually not that big of a deal like it's nothing that's going to happen on twitter that functionally organizes everyone from there as the root, I don't think. So if there's a controversy, somebody's, you know, posted their OnlyFans in a viral tweet or whatever, you know, ah, we can argue about it, but like it's ultimately not undermining, I think, any, you know, any revolution that was going to be coming out of that website, you know? Yeah. Right. Now, I'd agree with that. I think the one thing that Twitter is good for is that there are people that have these like specialties or, or knowledge in certain things that other people don't. You know, like I talk a lot about social work and, and juvenile justice and stuff on Twitter. Um, and, and, I th- and I've and i learned a lot about, you know, communism and, and, and books that I should read. And, and look, I'm going to be the first one to tell you, I don't, I'm just really new into like reading like Lenin. And, you know, I knew about the Russian Revolution and, and I knew how that affected Russia. Um, but like in and I think, you know, it goes back to this control. Like, what can you control? What what are you able to agitate? Um, you know, in, in my, just personally, I'm able to, um, because of my position in, in social work, I'm able to agitate those systems and figure out ways on how to change those systems. And, and look, I said it the other day, a capitalist system makes it almost impossible for people in the human service field to do their jobs because it's all tied to money, yeah. you know, but I think that Twitter is good for opening up people's minds. If you ignore all the bullshit, it can be good to open up people's minds. But I do agree with you. The organizing is going to happen in the streets. Like how many people really use Twitter in real 11% or some shit? Like, well, that- I guess Twitter is, a, it's, it's frustrating, right? Because it is a tool and it's good for communication, but it has that social media algorithm thing going on. So it's inherently sort of carving out these little bubbles and stuff. But like, I guess pull the umbrella back a little bit and just look at like tech in general is this thing that we have. And it's probably somewhere in there. There's a path for maybe getting things more universal and consolidated. But I think we just sort of have to like keep in mind the pitfalls that uh, we've you know we end up falling into in any specific like app or whatever like what's going on is that there's a ton of opportunity i think we have media in our fucking hands right now we're all making these podcasts and tweeting blogs substacks or whatever Mm -hmm. we just haven't figured out a way to like synthesize them all together into a mass communication tool but you know that's like something we could figure out over the rest of our fucking lives because we're talking about we're not gonna really see it in our lifetime, you know. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I try to like educate myself, you know, just like on shit I don't know, especially like when it comes to like the left. Like I'm not one of those people. Like I'm not gonna jump if I don't understand a conversation or understand like the um, 
subject or whatever. Like, yeah. I I like to I like to ask. I like to be like taught. Oh, we should all be doing that. There's this weird thing, and I mean, it might have to do with like the anonymity of online, but also like with uh, you know in ha- stuff that's kind of inherent to class politics. And this has been argued about in like you know in like Lenin and shit. I was reading about it the other day for the podcast, but uh, this is a, a real thing to overcome. Is this thing where like we don't understand that this is like a collaborative effort from people who are like a lot of us inherently workers. Right. So like, why would you fucking know everything? You know, some of us are people that actually came from having to work all day and don't like, you don't have the education that people have that like went to the new school or fucking studied all this shit in college, but then they also don't have the experience and like all this should just be like bridging that gap. Right. Cause you need both of those things in tandem to work together to, overthrow the government which is gonna happen (laughs) right and i think that also too there's this other piece that as workers and as like somebody on the left i think that you know the honesty about how difficult whatever field we're in and how capitalism plays a role in that and, and eats at you is extremely important to talk about because i think that you know we have this big push in this country about mental health and and self-care and being trauma-informed and, and taking care of each other how the fuck are we supposed to do that when we're getting beat down constantly by the man you know what i mean like it, it's 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 impossible well i think one of the most important aspects of being an american or like at least what's culturally ingrained in us is projecting prosperity and like kind of living outside of your means and like showing keeping up with the Joneses and shit. So like, I think one of the problems is that like most people aren't ready to admit how bad their life is or something like that. You know, I mean, I don't even know if it's like, I, but I guess also too, I see these, this other, you know, population of just trying to survive, just literally trying to survive that they can't even think about, anything like you know like we have the privilege of being able to be like all right let me teach myself about london let me teach myself about marxism let me do all of this stuff a lot of people are in are just trying to survive day by day they're relying on you know their stress response their their um you know main stress response is to get through the day they don't have the privilege that you know we do um, to, to, to be able to educate ourselves. I think that, that, yeah. And there's like this fine line of like, how do we reach out? You know, how do we get other leftists to understand that too? That people are just in, in a, you know, because I see a lot of people get mad at others, you know, about, well, maybe you should read theory or maybe you should do that. And it's like, yeah, you got to acknowledge that mo- a lot of motherfuckers just don't have time to do that shit. Right. Well, like not to keep harping on Lenin or whatever so much, but like the whole his whole point in coming up with like the system of the vanguard, which was you know the professional like agitator organizer specialist group that uh, works you know from the top down and then uh, you know helps get everything in order is in t- is specifically that because there was this concept called like primitive organization that Marxists had looked at before that where the idea was every fucking person that works at the Walmart or the factory is going to read capital and it's like there's no one has the fucking time right right but right. you have this division of labor um 
the, the idea is not to literally radicalize everyone to the nth degree. It's just to raise a base level of that sort of thing, which is class consciousness, which is something you can achieve while you're a worker. All you need to know is enough to know, okay, I, I understand why we're all on the same page. And then we have a fucking group going and a guy who's fuck a really hardcore specialist in how this is all going to organize from the top down or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think that I try, you know, I think that it's important that everybody tries to do that all the time and do it and how, you know, how in so your like, field, how, but how people understand it. You don't yeah, need class um, consciousness all the time. But what I guess what I'm saying is that you don't have to yell at someone who's working, you know, nine, 10, 11 hours a day. Like you need to read theory, right? That's not the point here. And, uh, you know, the way people talk about like coddling, uh, working class people is it's also no, the, the people that are talking about that haven't read their fucking theory because if you if you knew that if you knew that worked then you wouldn't be you know saying all this like anti-woke shit where it's like we have to be extra racist for them to be on our sides or whatever <laughs> um all you I, I don't know what the fuck also i'm not speaking from a place of authority because i'm a fucking comedian you know restaurant worker so i don't obviously know how any of this stuff works either but uh i mean ultimately those arguments go in circles because the million dollar question is like, how do you solve this problem we're talking about? Right. And it's been done a few times in history, but we're living in a new historical context in a really, really terribly unique country. Right. So, you know, who knows? So basically like you don't need every, every worker in the Walmart to have read Marx. Uh, you just need them all to understand that they're all being fucked in the same way. Yeah, yeah. And I mean there there are like there are examples of uh you know entire factories where everyone is reading theory and stuff. I was watching a documentary about that in like uh I can't remember which country. Um maybe get canceled if I stab in the dark and pick a random Asian country. <laughs> but um <laughs> you know that that is certainly part of how this can work or whatever, but um the I don't know. I I feel like you just you see a lot of like emotional kind of projection and anxiety over people's own insecurities on Twitter when we're yelling at each other about how, you know, you haven't read enough theory and you, you, you know, don't understand working class people like I do and all this sort of stuff. It's a, everyone needs to be a lot easier on each other. I think we are, especially in America, we're like, by design, none of us know any of this shit. It's secret information. Right. So like, um, you know, I, th I think we should be like very welcoming of, uh, you know, of what y'all are talking about with uh, us all being students and new in this sort of shit. I certainly am. It's the only reason I do a podcast because I figured I'd just try and spread the information while I learn it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We do our podcast so that we can talk and uh, just never learn the information, but like act like we already have. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we <laughs> I don't know. Why? Why do we do a podcast? Honestly, I do a podcast because I have no other real reason to talk to. If I didn't have a podcast, I literally wouldn't have spoken to anybody this entire year. Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I've been in my house for like oh, five weeks now, just by myself. The only exception is when I do podcasts. Yeah, we get so. to see each other at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good times. Well, uh, I do want to close on a bit of good news. Maria, you said you had some good news as well. I do. I do. 
So Versus is back (laughs) with another battle. Who's coming up? Who's who's coming down the pike? Ashanti and Keisha Cole. I am Team Keisha. I am Team Keisha. I think I know who both those people are. Ashanti's the one that's saying with Ja Rule all the time. Whatever you want, baby. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Like, wait, hold on. Um, I was like, Tom Waits. What's love? Oh, no, wait. That was big. Uh, that was uh fat wait maria this is okay anyways <laughs> uh yeah versus back december 12th um i am team keisha so if you um have an issue with that i guess email us and we'll fight yeah send us an email to worstweekyet at gmail.com if, uh to t- tell us who you think's gonna win yeah and what you're betting on it i don't fucking know <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i don't i don't know jake you excited about anything anything good happening in that you're aware of <laughs> those are two incredible questions that the answer might be no to uh should i plug stuff is that what's going on oh no this we talk about good news if there is any oh, good news and then oh. we do plugs okay that's a really interesting question <laughs> uh, ooh, i uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer, actually. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> um, I did, I did, I, I saw a story that made me pretty happy this week, and uh, of course, that's going uh, across the pond over to France, which I just did a British accent, a little bit different of an accent. It's fine. Uh, in France, they had some pretty big riots and protests and shit over the last couple weeks. Hell yeah. Um, I guess they passed a law that. Um, that said it's uh, it would now be illegal to publish photos of police involved in arrests and uh, yeah people flipped the fuck out um, they were like you know burning shit down they were just straight up doing a riot and it worked yeah because France <laughs> because the government in France is afraid of their people the people aren't afraid of them and that's how it should be yeah, it's just, you love to, because there's all these people that, you know, anytime there's a protest, they're like, oh, rioting doesn't do anything. And it's like, oh, <laughs> sure does. Sure does. Like, oh, enjoy the fact that you have a weekend that started from a fucking riot right here in Pittsburgh, baby. Or I guess there was Hell fucking yeah, workers' riots strike, all baby. over. <laughs> uh, that was a homestead strike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only downside to the story is that I posted a photo of a cop getting hit with a Molotov cocktail. That's fucking Instagram flagged it. (laughs) Um, also in other good news, I had, uh, the McRib is back. I had a couple, it was pretty great. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You were really happy. I posted like five different fucking Instagram stories about it. Yeah. I was having a good time. How do you eat your McRib? Because you said that. Yeah. No, but you (laughs) said something about in one of your videos that you get mad if people eat the McRib in a certain way. No, I don't get mad at all. I just think like the McRib comes with onions and pickles on it, which like, I mean, I don't like onions. Pickles are fine, but it's, it's weird to have like those kind of toppings on a saucy thing. I just I don't I don't like it with onions and pickles. So what I do is I get it plain and then I put French fries on it. And that's a pretty fucking good sandwich right there. I always put French fries on my sandwich, and people said it's a Pittsburgh thing, but I don't know. I always put fries on my burgers. Yeah. Have you heard about it, Jake? <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, okay. So there's a fucking sandwich place called like Fat Something. Uh, I think it's out of New Jersey, but it was franchised out to austin when i lived there i know it was 
from some part of the country between the Northeast and the, you know, Midwest, somewhere in here, I think Jersey, but I feel like this is a cross state lines sort of concept. You know, you get the yeah. bleach steak or whatever. Anyway, fat, uh, fat ponies or something. I can't remember what it was called. Every sandwich was called fat, like fat, something, fat, something, you know, the fat, uh, the, the fat Russian or whatever. And it would be like a Russian dip sandwich. Um, the fat, and then they would get kind of offensive as you got further into the menu. It was kind of their gimmicks. There was like the fat Mexican, and like one was just called like the fat bitch or whatever. <laughs> the fat, the fat Dago, and that's their meatball fucking song. <laughs> anyway, they were great sandwiches because they all had French fries on them, and like some of them had like full on mozzarella sticks on the sandwich. Oh, hell yeah, pretty good. So I'm for it. I enjoyed eating that stuff, especially after drinking alcohol. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that's always the best when you eat like. You have to eat like I love eating a big burger when I'm hungover. Um, I was all wasted drunk in Chicago last summer, and I rode my bike to some fucking open mic that I it was it was such a weird night. Uh, but yeah, I got all wasted drunk, and I was riding my bike back, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm so hungry." And I drove past this place that was like a cheesesteak restaurant. I was like, "Chicago cheesesteak, okay, whatever." But it was like right by my hostel, so I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna check out this cheesesteak." And the cheesesteak, the bread they used was garlic bread. It was fucking oh my god that fucking sounds so good dude you know what i want now this is a sandwich podcast from here on out (laughs) uh, well actually i um am thinking about doing a a podcast series uh my friend and i um just taught it's about rap and food rap snacks yeah kind of like rap snacks so i'm just gonna invite like local rappers over and we're gonna talk about food but um the did you ever have a lobster roll, dude? Not the one with mayo. The no. one with oh my god, dude. So at Roland's, <laughs> all right, it, they have it's a it's lobster meat and garlic butter over it on Mancini's bread. It is the best thing. I've I want one now. Yeah, I want to eat multiple sandwiches, but this is not the time or the place for that. This is the time for the podcast to be over. Cause Sorry. I just, I was about to bring up another sandwich and I was like, we can't keep doing this. Yeah. We'll go on forever. <laughs> there are some sandwiches I wish were like five feet long and I could just eat, keep eating them and keep eating. Anyways, uh, this has been another episode of the worst week yet. Um, Jake, do you have you anything? Listening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you forgot to ask Jake if he had no, anything. No, I didn't. To- I just didn't get there. Yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jake, do you have anything to play? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have two podcasts, uh, Pod Damn America and Why You Mad. And my handle on everything is Feral Jokes. And it's uh, temporarily suspended on Twitter. So Twitter jail. Check in with me next week. Wait, why did you get suspended? Did you say comedians should be shot in the face? Yeah, and then somebody <laughs> flagged it as a threat. Oh jeez! But I mean, it's factual. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. What was it's it in a, response it, to? Um, I was just going off about general bullshit. I don't even really remember. I just like to throw that out there every now and again that comedians are uh, horrible bastards and you know should be put in camps. It's kind of like what I do with <laughs> Italians. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I always I love listening. Why you mad is like probably my favorite podcast. Just like especially like. Some of the episodes where you guys like really dig into what was that one you guys did about fucking time? It was a while ago. I don't know. So fucking mind blowing, but oh yeah, time abolition, baby. Yeah, oh, don't get started. Let's we'll do a whole. <laughs> other 
Um, and I really want to someday come on, come on to why you mad and talk about, uh, fucking astrology. Uh, but it's, that's another, another time and place. Uh, yeah. So go follow Jake whenever he gets out of Twitter jail and, you know, listen to all that stuff. Uh, am I having a stroke? Why can't I talk? I don't know. <laughs> Should I call 911? Call uh, no, the police will come. I'll just take you to the hospital after we're done. Call 6911. Um, oh. You can follow the podcast at Worst Week Yet. Um, send us emails. Follow Maria at Sandernista412. And follow me at Andrew Hillary US. Uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Everything is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>